Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. This is Joey Schneider from the Digital Desk over in the Fox 2 Digital Studios over here with Daniel Esteve from the Fox 2 Sports Department. Daniel... <laughs> We've got a lot to talk about when it comes to the St. Louis Cardinals. Plenty, plenty. You know, exciting things for some, dreadful things for other. but the good news is there is plenty to talk about, as you mentioned. Absolutely. So kind of just to put it in simple, uh, the trade deadline is a time of the year where teams are usually kind of aggressive, making those moves to try to get themselves to the playoffs. The Cardinals are usually one of those teams that are involved with that. This year, not so much the case. And the Cardinals are always one of those teams that are trying to get to that. But as John Mozeliak and other people in the organization have said, this is one of those rare opportunities where they've thrown on the thrown around the word sellers rather than buyers. It's an unfamiliar position for not only the Cardinals organization, but Cardinals fans as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's break down some of these trades that have been happening. There's just a lot to go through, especially you can even go back to the first one that you had with Henderson Cabrera uh, way back a couple weeks ago. But the ones that are really on focus uh, started on Sunday when you had Jordan Hicks going to the Toronto <laughs> Blue Jays. Yep. You got two prospects back out of that. Then you have Jordan Montgomery and Chris Stratton lead for the Rangers. Three more players are coming your way, two of them prospects. Yep. Then you go to deadline day. A little bit of waiting, a little bit of unknown what might be going on from there. Paul DeYoung goes with the Toronto Blue Jays again. <laughs> Three trades with the Toronto Blue Jays. Can you believe it? And then at the buzzer beater for the deadline with about 10 minutes left, the Cardinals agreed to deal to send Jack Flaherty to the Baltimore Orioles. So looking at everything, I mean, this is just a bit of a culture shock, isn't it? Yeah, I'm going to go on a limb and say that the uh, the birds fly together. We had the Blue Jays, the Cardinals, and the Orioles all making deals. Blue Jays in particular, we might as well call them the Toronto Cardinals at this point, with plenty of people going up there. I think in total we had 10 prospects coming in, seven of which were arms, which is certainly something that we've talked about all season long, trying to bolster that bullpen, trying to bolster that rotation, find some semblance of some great arms that can take St. Louis to the next level, given the fact that you've given away two guys let alone a couple more in Jack Flaherty and Jordan Montgomery in particular, who were solid foundations in your rotation, two of the better ones that you've had with Miles Michaelis maybe not stepping up to the point where you'd hope he would be. So it's new territory for the St. Louis Cardinals. Again, going beyond just that seller's thought, well, they're sellers. That's the reality of it. Now, rather than looking at a playoff position this year, you're looking at hopefully, and I mean hopefully, being a contender in maybe one, two years, as long as it's not four or five, John Mosellock, very strict on the fact that they don't want this to be a full project. They want to be back in about a year or two. Absolutely, and the Cardinals are never really a team, at least when you look at the 21st century, that have um, needed to do this a whole lot. So it's kind of, like you said, unfamiliar territory, but you know, you're parting with some homegrown town, you're parting with Jack Flaherty, you've had for almost a decade in the organization, seven years at the pro level. Uh, DeYoung about the same, Jordan Hicks maybe a little less, but about the same, and then Montgomery and Stratton, you deal them, but they were both just acquired at the last deadline yep. when the Cardinals were trying to make moves too, so kind of a 
new place for them once again. <laughs> I mean, this is just crazy times going on with all of this. It's crazy times, and, and it really is hard, I'm sure, for a lot of Cardinals fans uh, to kind of separate the emotional aspect from the logistics aspect. John Mulzadelock, he's talked extensively about the fact that the reality is we're probably not going to make the playoffs this year as the St. Louis Cardinals, so you got to look to the future. With guys coming up to the end of their contracts, well, it's time to make a decision on them, and I think the return that you get with some of these top prospects, what is it, three or four already slotting into the top ten in the Cardinals' pipeline? That's massive, because even if they don't work out, you give yourself more trade assets moving forward to acquire that first guy starter or potentially looking at a maybe a very high draft pick as well in this coming season. You're going to give yourself as many options as possible to either rebuild quickly or have a ton of assets to evaluate and develop in the long term. So as much as it's difficult for Cardinals fans to swallow right now, I think in the long term all the moves were really great. And if you need a short-term relief, well, the Toronto Cardinals, or Toronto Blue Jays rather, well, you mentioned Cabrera. You mentioned Hicks. They didn't. They didn't pitch very well last night. So giving oh, up what did. three or four runs. So it's uh, it's something that probably needed to be done. And because they needed to do it, they needed to do it well to satisfy even the smallest fraction of Cardinals fans. I believe they did that. Yeah, I mean, you really hit the nail on the head right there. But let's look into more of the strategy. What John Mozeliak, the lead executive of all this, uh, had to go through it was just a lot of different thinking, development, and kind of understanding like where the team might be in a few years. Uh, he gave some pretty interesting comments on Tuesday. Uh, let's give a listen in. We knew there was still some potential to um, trade a few more players. Uh, we went into, into today thinking that there was going to be an opportunity to do something with, with Pauly D, and we were able to accomplish that. And then um, really we were just sort of like sitting back and seeing the level of interest we, we would end up having with Jack because I, we really felt like after um, we moved Monty, it did sort of clear the deck and it allowed for other teams to then start to focus on that. So when you think about what we were able to accomplish over, you know, really last week and a half, we acquired 10 players, seven of which are pitchers, um, five starters, two relievers, one at the major league level, three will be assigned to AAA, one at AA, and one at, at um, low A, and then one will be rehabbing. Uh, three position players, one going to AAA, one to AA, and one to our complex league. So pretty diverse group, but um, you know when you, when you see that many players going to AAA, feel like we gave ourselves a chance to really add uh, uh, to our bench, if you will, and to give us a lot of options moving forward and, and something that we don't have to wait four or five years to see a return on. So net-net, we're excited about it, but we still have to be patient, get them into our system and see really where we're at. I mean, it's definitely a little different when, when people are coming to you for things versus you're going to them. And, um, you know, it, it is insightful on, like, some teams don't want to talk about certain things other teams are just keep throwing things at you and um, you know for us we were usually sort of that ladder just always trying to get deals done to acquire talent but it's it's really just the polar opposite but it's not really that different it's you know in, unless you're just standing pat then it's probably a very quiet deadline but um, this from a standpoint of just volume was obviously the biggest I've ever been a part of I think the difference for for us over the past two decades to now is like you know, obviously October is a is not likely going to happen, but we still want to come to the ballpark every day. We still want to put an entertaining product out there, and we still hope to win baseball games. From a front office standpoint, yeah, it's going to weigh in heavily on how people perform and what we see, and that'll determine you know how we really put our off season strategy together. 
So you think about this in the terms of the players that the Cardinals moved, and there's obviously a lot of holes on the team now. And um, with the, all the prospects that the Cardinals acquired, you can't really expect many of these guys to be up this year, obviously. And then 2024 might even be a stretch for some of them, yeah. too. But, um, you know, I think when you're thinking about the future, there's a lot to uh, think about with all these guys <laughs> the Cardinals got. It isn't there. Oh, for sure, for sure. And it, like I said, it's exciting times if you can get past the disappointment of not being a typical St. Louis Cardinal team and making the playoffs in October. So we talked about 10 total assets coming in, 10 total prospects. I believe two or three of them will be straight into AAA. That's good because that gives them at least that direct pipeline. John Mose, like also saying that some of those AA guys could see a jump to an MLB-level prospect and expected them in their original farm systems to be close to making that jump. You heard him throw around that word a lot. So in terms of talent, again, a couple of those already in the top 10 prospect pipeline for the St. Louis Cardinals, which was already a very stout pipeline for St. Louis prospects. That's got to bode well for hopefully the future. And again, even if they don't pan out in the short term, they still are assets moving forward. So it's a it's a new area for Cardinals fans to be in, so it may be difficult for them to understand it. But at the end of the day, you've got a lot to play with and you've got a lot of flexibility, Joey. There is one area where we don't have that flexibility, and that's with field positions. Luke and Baker has been talked about as a guy who should be getting more opportunities up in the major league area. I'm sure they wanted to move on more position players. They simply couldn't. You still have a back, uh, excuse me, backlog in the outfield, and now you've got a stacked midfield with not a lot of room for a Mason Wynn to come up despite the fact that Paul DeYoung had left. Luke and Baker is another opportunity that you'd love to see more. Um, so it's interesting to see kind of the positives and negatives of all these assets you're getting, but plenty of arms. Maybe still a tricky situation with position players. Absolutely. I mean, the Cardinals, that just shows how much depth they have in the minor leagues, that they still got to sort through a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you said the uh, prospect system does get a little bit better. Let's look at some of those guys that the Cardinals did end up getting. Started with the Jordan Hicks trade. You've got Sam Robersa, I believe is how you mm -hmm. pronounce his name, from the Netherlands. And he pitched in the Futures game. Looked pretty good there. I think that that's going to be someone with him and Adam Clawson seeing the Cardinals got in those deals. Like two guys that... Um, maybe you're seeing as soon as next year up at the big league level. Absolutely. And again, giving yourself as many options as possible is great. Even seeing Matthew Liberatore come up this season, you've at least seen some semblance of, hey, what the future could potentially look like. Liberatore maybe hasn't lived up to it early on, but he had some great outings, Milwaukee being a great example. So if you've got three, four Matthew Liberatore-esque talents that you can start to develop, the Cardinals have shown that they can develop talent, at least in some cases in the past, and at the very least move them on, and then they, they, they become good once they move them on, which is kind of a unfortunate in the past the sandies of the world but um but you've got options that's the most important thing absolutely a couple other guys uh thinking about the montgomery trade too i mean that was a pretty good haul when you look at it because texas farm system has been getting better with some of the rebuilding they've been doing yeah. they got tacoa roby who's got an arsenal of about four different pitches so kind of adding to what you were already mm -hmm. saying with um the two other guys in the Cardinals, got in the libertors and everyone else and then you've got thomas sajazi and made sure to uh, look up that name, pronounce it correctly, <laughs> and he's just hitting his way like and moving up quickly in the minor league level. I mean, yeah. that's just that's really impressive when you're looking at uh, what this kid can do with. Um a lot of different opportunities he's had. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, you're talking about seven arms, three position players. As far as the position players are concerned, those are the ones I'm least worried about because talent-wise, they look great. I thought the most interesting piece of all these, all this talent that the St. Louis Cardinals have acquired, John Mosellock coming out and saying this specifically, is there's been the Cardinal model, which is get the ball on the ground, 
ground out type pitchers. Let's let our defense do all the work. However, swing and miss has been a big talking point for elite level pitchers in recent history. And John Mozeliak said that some of this talent that they've acquired actually fits that mold more so than the original Cardinal mold that they evaluate pitchers with. So the fact that they've at least switched the model a little bit should show fans out there that maybe there's something new that's being tried out with some of these new uh, acquisitions that the Cardinals are making and maybe a little new could be could be helpful down the line. Absolutely. And I think that's where some of the guys that the Cardinals got from the Orioles fit in a little mm-hmm. bit more. Your Drew Roms, your Zach Joe Walters. Um, the other guy they got was Cesar Prieto, who's a hitter and a utility yeah. guy. So, again, one of those guys like Jay-Z who um, has got some good, like, on-plate instincts and, um, you know, could work himself up way quickly through the minor leagues. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think pitching, 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 here, Joe Mazalak, say that so many times in these press conferences he's had recently. And, uh, he knew he had a need, and he went out and he accomplished that. Sometimes you got to throw spaghetti at the wall and just see what sticks. And if you've got more options, the better it is for them. And, you know, sure enough, now you've got not only options that could be talent for the St. Louis Cardinals in the future, but if you have a win-now mentality like the Cardinals sure do, you need assets to be able to move along to teams that maybe aren't winning now. Cardinals fans are getting a taste of that right now. So you've got options in all directions if you're the St. Louis Cardinals moving forward, whether it's in a year, two years, three years, up until five years. Absolutely, absolutely. So one other thing I want to talk about uh, real quickly is that through all this, the deadline wasn't the only news yesterday. Uh, Brendan Donovan, um, another utility guy, maybe fits the mold of uh, Prieto's, and this is Jay-Z that you just got. Um, Unfortunately, he's going to have season-ending surgery. That is supposed to happen a little bit later this afternoon. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's just an unfortunate blow. He can play any position, but he just hadn't really been able to do that over the past month. And, um, Hitting-wise, the results were still pretty good, but at this time the Cardinals just said, let's bite the bullet and let's get him healthy for the next season. Yeah, so it's going to be a ligament injury, not Tommy John surgery. That was something they specified. He was hitting the ball really well. Um, that fielding, though, is what made him that gold glover that he was last year as a new utility player, right? And the interesting part about Brendan Donovan was he was one of those players that John Mosellock came out and said he is un touchable. This is a guy we do not want to get rid of. And I'm always one to find at least the bright spot in any situation. If there was a year where you lose Brendan Donovan for a season to a season-ending injury, it's probably this year where you're not contending you give him a chance to get healthy, come back stronger than ever next season. Absolutely, absolutely. You think about some of the other guys that the Cardinals were uh, holding on through the deadline too, not just with that Donovan injury in mind, but then you think about Tommy Edmund who just returned back from injury is now kind of filling that void and also the one that Paul DeYoung left as well. And then you have Dylan Carlson over in the outfield who um, is kind of settling for a fourth outfielder's role after being a top prospect not too many years ago. And then maybe a couple pitchers too here or there that the Cardinals could have made some deals on. At the end of the day, you still have some team resemblance of ones who have experience that have won in the past, but it's still kind of an interesting balance of what they've got going on here. Yeah, you know, I think there's always more you could have done. Uh, you know, beggars can't be choosers. And again, St. Louis being in this kind of beggar situation, it's it's new. And so dealing with that is always difficult. Now, I think the most interesting part was their, their faith in Tyler O'Neill was very apparent throughout this whole process. Dylan Carlson was somebody you thought would move on, especially after they made him kind of that fourth outfielder. Tommy Edmonds' name was thrown out there here and there. I feel like he was one that was probably going to stick around given that he was of or has shown that he is of that Brendan Donovan mold where he can play all over the position. And I think a big bright spot is they didn't give up any of their future assets, the Bakers, the Gormans of the world, who obviously hasn't been thrown out there. But it shows that the Cardinals still are very much a big dog when it comes to the 
idea that they want to win now and they want to win sooner rather than later. They're not going to give up any of those top assets. In fact, they just acquired them uh, from a couple other teams. So I think all in all, there, there's a lot to look forward to, uh, maybe a little less to be disheartened by when it comes to the Cardinals' trade deadline moves. Absolutely. Well, you've heard a lot from us in our comments on this, but obviously this is pretty emotional for the players and manager Ali Marmol, more of the coaching staff, uh, you know, that have worked with some of these guys over the past and now have just got of settle in with the reality of what is now a Cardinals team that's probably not going to make playoffs this year and also uh, building a little bit more for the future. So let's listen in to some of these comments that we've had uh, from Ali, the players. There's a lot to unpack from here yesterday. It's a tough day when you see your, your boys kind of go to a different team for sure, but um, you move on pretty quickly just because of the nature of what we're called to do on a, every day. Um, but no, these guys aren't built to just give in or just go through the season. I mean, you go up and down that lineup, no one's going to just show up and just play a game to, to check the box. They're, they're built to win. They're, they're built to be extremely competitive. So I think we'll continue to see really good baseball, and some guys will get opportunities that they, honestly, roles that they haven't had in the past, and they're going to have to step up. So we look forward to seeing that as well. We lost a lot of guys that... You know, a lot of us are close friends with and have played with for a long time. Um, but it happened, and, uh, you know, it's someone's fault but ours, the players, and we didn't perform. I mean, if we would have played better so far, they would have been adding guys to the roster, not subtracting. So uh, you definitely feel responsibility, and uh, we haven't done our job, and this is the result, and we're going to, you know, try to play better these last couple months. Never fun seeing your friends go like that. Um, you know, obviously had a relationship for a long time with uh, a bunch of those guys and uh, you know they've been a core piece of this organization for a long time um, so you know it's, it's, there's bittersweetness to it of course um, you know it's good to see them go to a team with um, you know contending aspirations um, you know hopefully they go deep in the playoffs we'll see how it goes um, but you know we've got some new faces in here so just trying to welcome those guys best we can um, you know see what the new regiment looks like Weird day, seeing a lot of guys, uh, a lot of guys leave, a lot of guys who have been here for a long time, and um, all kind of gone through together. So it was definitely sad in that way to um, see some of those guys leave. But um, wish them all the best, and hopefully they, they do well for their new teams. My job is to go out there, you know, take the mound no matter what, rain, shine, uh, trades, no trades. Um, you know, it's tough to see, uh, you know, a couple guys the last couple of days I've you know played with the last six years and. Uh, you know, really enjoyed being friends and teammates with. Um, you know, it's kind of sad, but that's the game. You know, life goes on, man. All right, so you heard from the players, and Miles Michaelis maybe some of the most interesting comments among all those guys. We got more of them on our website later, but um, his shirt, life goes on, man. Uh, <laughs> quote from the Big Lebowski, the dude divides. I mean, it doesn't get much more... Um, symbolic of that does it? I mean it really is the most real statement and it's nice to hear it or at least see it rather from Miles Michaelis because Miles Michaelis at this point is probably one of the veterans on the team in fact he got yeah. a ping pong table back in the Cardinals clubhouse one of the top ping pong players on the team so you think about one of those guys that you can turn to at this point Miles Michaelis has always been a great voice in the, in the clubhouse and he's also you know here and there been one of their top pitchers last year was a great example has been struggling this year at times but it's certainly someone you can look to um, and I think that shirt's says it all, that, that this Cardinals team is still the St. Louis Cardinals. The expectations are still absolutely through the roof, and that's going to be the case moving forward. You feel like now they're in a better position than they were maybe 24, 48 hours ago. Absolutely, and I think the million-dollar question at the end of the day, you're saying they're in a better position, is mm -hmm. you might not see that this year, but will you see that next year? Will you start to see those improvements to where 
they can be in competitor again next year? Or is this going to be a one or two year project? I mean, it's probably open to interpretation for a lot of people, and we won't know yeah. obviously until the future. But um, you know, that's certainly what the talk of town is right now. Oh, absolutely. And so when you look at John Mozeliak, let's go ahead and give him maybe a B, B plus in terms of what he did with this trade deadline. If you had to give him a grade, that's pretty good, right? But the work is far from over. Now it's about developing this talent and or using this talent to acquire the top talent that you need to contend even sooner. He has gone on record saying that this is not a four to five year project. At the very least, it is a one to two year project, maybe a three year project. Those are the expectations he's set now for St. Louis Cardinals fans. And the only thing I can say to support him is God bless the New York Mets, showing that despite the fact that you throw a bajillion dollars at a team of top talent, it still just might not work out. And you see them offloading some of their top talent, giving them back to teams like the Houston Astros and the Texas Rangers and um, hoping that those teams can now make a run and the New York Mets can scramble to figure out what they're doing. So look to that team, understand it could be a lot worse. The Cardinals right now are in a great position, but the jury's still out on what they do with that talent or what they do with uh, the moves moving forward. So we shall see. But again, we're probably in a better position than we were 24 to 48 hours ago. There you go. At the end of the day, maybe a spot where you didn't envision the Cardinals, obviously, at the beginning of the season, but some opportunity to really make this team in the future, make this, try to get that Cardinal way back. So thank you for joining us for this Fox 2 Cardinals podcast. Make sure to subscribe to all of our podcasts on the Fox 2 website, and we will see you again next time. Have a good day, everyone. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.